Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Before you wake up... Welcome into Fantasy Football Sunday. I am your host, Steven Serta. Ladies and gentlemen, I am very tired, very hungover. Congratulations to Josh and KDB. Josh Vernier, KDB got married last night. I was in attendance. It was a wonderful time, a beautiful wedding. Congratulations to them. I am feeling it today, but I will try to... Help you win your fantasy matchups, and hopefully you got some good ones. Hopefully there's fame and fortune in your near future, and hopefully I can help provide that to you on this Sunday morning. So the Los Angeles Chargers have a wonderful matchup with the garbage Miami Dolphins today, and Austin Eckler is losing all of his value, right? Because Melvin Gordon did, did return to the team this week, And that means that he's going to be the starting running back. Like Anthony Lynn already said as much that Melvin Gordon is their starter now that he is back with the team. He is actually going to be active today because all of a sudden Justin Jackson, who I was in favor of playing today, just popped up on the injury report and he is not playing today. And so now they're desperately thin at running back. So they have to have Melvin Gordon active Because if something happens to Austin Eckler, they're screwed. And they won't have a running back. So Melvin Gordon is going to be active. And it's possible that he actually gets touches today. Um, Ideally, Austin Eckler just gets like 25 carries. Because the Miami Dolphins are the worst run defense in the NFL. Everybody can put up points on them. And hopefully you get one more week where you can cash in with Austin Eckler. As your running back one if you don't have Melvin Gordon on your roster. Um, I do not... I would not recommend that you just put Melvin Gordon in your lineup. I don't think that's a wise idea because I don't think that he's actually going to be that active in this game. I think maybe he gets a few snaps here and there just to spell Austin Eckler, but I don't think he's going to have like 10 touches or something in this game. So let's spread the field. Spread the field. The Tennessee Titans at the Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons lost Keanu Neal. He's a very good player. I I really feel for Keanu Neal. He's a player that I've liked for a long time. Uh, Just the injuries keep piling up. He had an Achilles tear last week, unfortunately for him. Uh, But that is good news for Marcus Mariota. He could actually be a flyer this week. Jacoby Brissett went for over 300 yards and two touchdowns after Keanu Neal went down last week. Uh... I don't want to start Marcus Mariota, but as like a DFS flyer who nobody else is going to start, I think you can take a chance on him today. Um, I don't really want to mess with any of the Titans wide receivers. Uh, Corey Davis has been terrible. AJ Brown had a big week one, but other than that, he's been pretty silent and he's just not getting a lot of snaps. 
I like AJ Brown is a dynasty player, but in my redraft leagues, I'm staying away from AJ Brown. He probably shouldn't even be rostered. The Falcons are bad against opposing slot wide receivers, though. And Adam Humphreys finally got involved in the action last week. So Adam Humphreys is a guy that maybe you could look at in one of your DFS lineups as opposed to Corey Davis or A.J. Brown. If you do want to take a chance on Marcus Mariota and pair a wide receiver with him, I think Adam Humphreys is your guy. I like Derrick Henry a lot this week. Uh, he's just he's getting all the touches. Deion Lewis isn't even a factor this year. So Derrick Henry looks like he's finally become a workhorse type of running back. I'm still fading Derrick Henry in a lot of leagues because I don't personally trust him, but I think you have to deploy him this week in what's a very good matchup. Uh, Dalvin Cook torched the Atlanta Falcons. Marlon Mack had a very good game against the Atlanta Falcons, so I think Derrick Henry's in for a lot of work today. On the other side, Julio Jones has scored in seven straight games. Obviously, he's in your lineup. Calvin Ridley did absolutely nothing last week. I think that changes this week. So the Titans' pass defense is supposed to be one of the strengths of their team. And Adoree Jackson has not been as good this season as he was last year. Like last year, he was starting to be looked at as a true lockdown corner. He has not been that this year. He has struggled. I don't know if he's got an injury or what, but I'm not nearly as scared of that Tennessee Titans secondary as I should be. So I think that I'm starting Calvin Ridley today. I think that Calvin Ridley is going to have an opportunity to get back in the end zone. Titans have allowed a have, have allowed multiple touchdowns this season. And I think that I, I like Austin Hooper a lot. The Titans have allowed a tight end touchdown in every game so far this year. Obviously, Matt Ryan's in your lineup. Sounds like Edo Smith isn't going to play. Uh, but Tennessee has only given up one rushing touchdown on the season. So I don't like Devontae Freeman at all. I think you can just straight up bench Devontae Freeman in all formats until we see something productive out of him. The New, Eng New England Patriots at the Buffalo Bills. TJ Yeldon, for some reason, is a popular deep play this week <laughs> because he's a pass-catching running back and they'll likely be trailing. Like, we assume they'll be trailing. I think this game is going to be a lot closer than people believe it's going to be. I know it's the Patriots-Bills. The Patriots dominate the Bills. But this Bills team is pretty good. Like, this Bills team deserves a little bit of credit because that defense is legitimate. You might not have faith in Josh Allen, but that Bills defense is strong and they can slow down the Patriots today. So I'm avoiding Patriots players to be completely honest. Uh, but for the Buffalo offensive side, Frank Gore should get most of the early down work. So he's going to be in play. But if you assume that the Patriots are going to get up early, uh, I mean, Frank Gore might not get a lot of carries. So that's why TJ Yeldon is for some reason, a popular play. Personally, I'm staying the hell away from the backfield this week. Cause I don't want any, I, I just can't justify starting TJ Yeldon in any format. And I'm not playing any Bills wide receivers because the Patriots defense still hasn't given up an offensive touchdown on the season. I do not want to play John Brown. I do not want to play Cole Beasley. I'm staying away from all Buffalo Bills offensive weapons this week, including Josh Allen. And this should be a Patriots win. But again, that Buffalo pass defense is for real. So I could see this game being a lot closer and I could see it being a, uh, a slow, methodical game by the Patriots where they're just feeding Rex Burkhead and Sonny Michelle a ton. Sonny Michelle has been one of the biggest disappointments of fantasy football this year, uh, but I just don't see how they're going to get a ton of volume in the passing game. This feels like a grinded out you know, 21 to 13 win 
for the New England Patriots. I'm not starting Tom Brady in any league this week. That Buffalo Bills pass defense, again, is absolutely elite. I don't want anything to do with it. And the Bills have only given up one rushing touchdown on the season. So it's just, it's tough to want anything to do with this matchup, to be completely honest. The Kansas City Chiefs at the Detroit Lions. Patrick Mahomes is playing in a dome. It should be a fun game. I've been kind of sarcastic about that all week, but in all honesty, yes, I do hope that we get a ball where Patrick Mahomes can literally just throw it 80 yards in the air because that sounds sweet, and I would just like I would just like to see it happen in a, in a live game. But for the Detroit Lions, I love Kenny Galladay today. I love Marvin Jones. Uh, the Chiefs secondary hasn't truly been tested just yet this season. I know they played the Baltimore Ravens last week. I know Lamar Jackson... You know, first two weeks of the season was really lighting people up in the passing game. But I still don't have faith that that's like an an elite offense or anything like that. I think the Lions are genuinely the best passing team that the Chiefs have probably faced so far this season. Um, But they do have Daryl Bevel as an offensive coordinator. And Daryl Bevel wants to run the ball 35 times a game. Obviously, he's not going to be able to do that in this one. Not against this offense. So I think that Matthew Stafford's got to get some passing volume. And I just think that the Chiefs probably can't handle Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones because they're two very solid pass catchers. So I like both of them today. Uh, on Johnson, along with Sony Michelle, has been one of the more disappointing players in fantasy football this season. Uh, but the Chiefs defense just got torched by Mark Ingram and Gus Edwards. Uh, they literally give up a rushing touchdown every game. The Chiefs, like dating back the last two years, they literally give up a rushing touchdown every single game. So I think that Carryon Johnson has to be in your lineups today, even though he's been disappointing and maybe they have to abandon the run at some point. He's got to be active in the passing game. Like that that's just that that's the only way you keep up with the Chiefs offense. Everybody has to be involved in the passing game. TJ Hawkinson been frustrating since his monster week one, but the Chiefs have allowed the most receptions to opposing tight ends this season. So I think that TJ Hawkinson is a guy that you can put in your lineup today. He should be he should have a chance to be productive. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes is in your lineup. So, for the Lions' defensive side, Darius Slay is a legitimate game-time decision. Darius Slay is one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL. He's one of he's a you know top 10 cornerback in the league, a true shutdown type of guy. If he does not play, that means Demarcus Robinson has to be in your lineup immediately. I think Demarcus Robinson, likely if Darius Slay plays, is going to see a ton of him. And so I was fading Demarcus Robinson in a lot of leagues this week because I was scared he was going to get the Slay matchup. And so I was more on the McCole Hardman bandwagon this week. If Darius Slay does not play, all Chiefs have to be in your lineup, as they should be every week anyways. And I'm going against my own advice, which is just that you start all Chiefs all the time, no matter what. You got a bunch more matchups to get to. We got a bunch of fantasy advice all throughout the show. But when we get back, the Arrowhead Pride Fantasy Locks of the Week. Storm warnings with Steve. Ah, yes. I forgot about weather. <laughs> I told you we were going to limp through this thing today. Um, honestly, it's pretty clear all throughout the NFL. There is not a lot going on today. Not a lot of inclement weather that we need to be worried about. And the Kansas City Chiefs are obviously playing in a dome. So... Deploy everybody. Don't worry about weather today. 
We got clear skies all across the country for a wonderful day of NFL action. So we're going to hit a quick timeout when we get back. Arrowhead Pride Fantasy Locks of the Week. 610 Sports Radio. I'm wrong quite frequently on this show. A radio.com station. Arrowhead Pride Fantasy Locks of the Week. Hey, it's Pete Sweeney, and here's my daily fantasy lineup for Sunday, September 29th. I'm starting with Lamar Jackson at quarterback, Hollywood Brown pairing with him at wide receiver. At running back, Josh Jacobs of the Raiders and Kerryon Johnson of the Detroit Lions. Then Keenan Allen and Curtis Samuel at tight end, Darren Waller. And at running back, Flex, Nick Chubb. I'm taking the Kansas City Chiefs defense to get it together against Matt Stafford and the Detroit Lions. We'll talk more Chiefs and Lions coming up at 10 o'clock. It's the Arrowhead Pride Tailgate. Stay with 610 Sports Radio. That's a million-dollar lineup, if you ask me, from our from our good friend Pete Sweeney right there. That is a money-making type of lineup. Welcome back into Fantasy Football Sunday. I am your host, Steven Serta. As I mentioned, we are limping through this thing this morning, but we're still getting you fantasy advice. Arrowhead Pride Tailgate coming up at 10 a.m., Paul Charchian also joins them. Our good friend from fanball.com joins the Arrowhead Pride Tailgate at 1045 to get you some last-minute fantasy advice in case you don't catch me. But you can always follow me on Twitter at Steven Serta, and I am happy to answer your fantasy football questions as I do each and every week and try to help you get your lineup set. Go, Ryan, go. I actually love Adrian Peterson today. I mean... I don't trust him to do a ton of damage, but I think that he could actually get like 20 carries against one of the worst defenses in the NFL. Uh, and he's also going to get every red zone carry for Washington, that every every red zone carry that the R's have to offer, if you ask me. So I think he's going to get a ton of volume. I like Chris Thompson a little bit today too, but I think this is going to be an Adrian Peterson type of game. I think you ought to get him in your lineup. Loud wrong. I really thought Teddy was going to prove himself as a potential viable fantasy option last week. Uh, I didn't think losing Drew Brees was going to crush Michael Thomas because it's not as if Michael Thomas is this deep threat that's you know stretching the field. He's not dependent on a quarterback that can get the ball upfield. He is a possession wide receiver who just gets a ton of volume. And he did have a touchdown last week, but I'm genuinely worried about his long-term prospects until Drew Brees gets back because Teddy Bridgewater had like one throw last week that went over nine yards. One throw in an entire NFL football game. Teddy Bridgewater had one throw that went over nine yards. Like he's just checking down. I think it's all Alvin Kamara volume. I think Michael Thomas moving forward. I mean, I know he got a touchdown last week, but he's going to be very frustrating until Drew Brees gets back. I think it's going to be very, very tough sledding for Sean Payton and, and, and any any Saints player right now in fantasy football. All birds. As much as it hurts, I'm going in on this matchup against the banged-up Browns. I love my Cleveland Browns, but they are likely going to be, again, without Denzel Ward and Greedy Williams, their top two cornerbacks, as they were last week. The Rams didn't really take advantage of that last week, of the fact that they literally didn't have four starting players in their secondary last week. I think that 
the Ravens are going to take charge of that. They are gonna they are gonna seize the opportunity. That means I love Hollywood Brown a ton this week. And so I have Hollywood Brown in multiple DFS lineups. Chargers against the Dolphins. I think that's going to be the popular stack of the day. So I'm kind of going contrarian there, where I'm doing a big stack. Browns, Ravens. I love Lamar today. I think he's going to get back to stretching the field like he did in weeks one and two, but wasn't really able to do last week in Kansas City. I think he's going to find Hollywood for a deep touchdown today. I also love LaShawn McCoy. I love Marlon Mack against the Raiders. It is a fantastic matchup, and he is a true workhorse running back right now. I love Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup is the best wide receiver the Rams have on their roster at the moment. Brandon Cooks and Robert Woods haven't done anything so far this year. Cooper Cup is the guy that you want to own. And I really like DJ Moore. I know he had a quiet game with Kyle Allen last week, but he's got a good matchup today. I think he's got an opportunity, and he's going to get some volume. That's going to come with Kyle Allen. Last year in Week 17 when Kyle Allen played, he got DJ Moore got a ton of looks. Didn't happen last week. I think it does this week. I like DJ Moore a lot. Will Disley has a wonderful matchup. Pretty much, you know, I, I know the tight end landscape isn't quite as deep as we thought it was, as, as we thought it was going to be when the season started. But one thing you can bank on, just start tight ends against the Arizona Cardinals. They're literally giving up like 100 yards a game to the tight end position. And Will Disley, they traded away Nick Vanette. Will Disley's the only guy for the Seahawks now. Unless you think Luke Wilson's going to come in and take some touches away from him because he's not. Will Disley's the dude. And Russell Wilson likes him. I think he's got an opportunity to have a very, very good game against the Arizona Cardinals today. Let's get back to some matchups. The Oakland Raiders at the Indianapolis Colts. I love Jacoby Brissett this week. I almost benched Carson Wentz in a couple of leagues for Jacoby Brissett because I love the matchup so much. Thankfully, I wound up playing Wentz. Had a very nice game on Thursday night. Had three touchdowns. Didn't throw for a lot of yards, but those three touchdowns bailed us out. Um, But I do feel like a coward a little bit because I really wanted to start Jacoby Brissett. He's got a great matchup. The Raiders secondary is absolutely terrible, but they are likely playing without T.Y. Hilton. That wound up being the deciding factor in me not starting him. But I still think that you can start him. Uh, they for for some reason they aren't the Colts aren't running the ball when they get inside the ten yard line. So like Marlon Mack is getting all the red zone carries when they happen, but they're throwing it a ton once they get inside the ten. And it's meant good things in fantasy football for Jacoby Brissett. He keeps putting up touchdowns every week because they keep throwing when they get inside the 10-yard line. I think he's going to have an opportunity to do that today, even without T.Y. Hilton. Marlon Mack still getting all the volume there for the Indianapolis Colts. He's a legitimate workhorse running back, and Marlon Mack should obviously be in your lineup each and every week. But I think he's got a fantastic matchup against a terrible Raiders defense uh, that got just they, – they were actually good the first two weeks of the season – but they got torched by Dalvin Cook last week. And I know Dalvin Cook's one of the best runners in football right now. But Marlon Mack playing himself into that conversation. He's not quite on the Dalvin Cook tier, but he is a very, very talented running back. I love Marlon Mack today. And if T.Y. Hilton doesn't go, which he, I mean, he's doubtful. So it's likely that he's not going to be active in today's game. I think Paris Campbell is a guy that you can absolutely start. Uh, Zach Pascal caught a touchdown last week, but I got to see a little bit more from him before I'm going to rush out and pick him up. Paris Campbell is the guy that you want to own. Ebron and Doyle, I guess, are worth the risk because the Raiders are bad against the position. Um, 
I think I would go Doyle over Ebron. I think Ebron's a more popular pick right now, even though they're both struggling. Doyle's seen more volume each week of the season. So he's getting more opportunity than Ebron. So I would rather go with the consistency of a Jack Doyle than take a flyer on Eric Ebron, personally. Josh Jacobs, who was supposed to be this every down back for the Oakland Raiders, isn't really involved in the passing game at all. And Jalen Richard outsnapped him last week. This is a guy that I was avoiding in a lot of fantasy drafts, but a ton of people were taking because he was supposed to be a workhorse caliber running back. He was supposed to be an every down guy, and he just hasn't been that. He can't stay on the field during on passing downs, and I don't know if it's a if they're having issues with him pass protecting, if he just is having issues picking up the playbook. But that's worrisome for a guy that you drafted probably in like your third round of your fantasy draft. I'm probably looking to move Josh Jacobs right now if I have an opportunity to do so. Uh, Darren Waller is the only weekly starter for the Raiders right now, uh, if, if you ask me. Uh, he, he's getting he's getting a third of their target share, so he's got a ton of volume. Austin Hooper had two touchdowns last week against the Colts, so I think Waller is in a very good matchup. I think the Colts' pass defense is really banged up, and they lost Malik Hooker for a while, so that hurts them, obviously. Um, I guess Tyrell Williams is viable because that Malik Hooker injury is going to affect that secondary quite a bit. Uh, but per- personally, Waller's the only Raider that I want in my lineup. Chargers at the Dolphins. Uh, Mike Williams is out. Travis Benjamin is out. Justin Jackson is out. Apparently, Melvin Gordon is going to get some opportunity this week because of the Justin Jackson injury. Uh, they're afraid to run into the game with just Austin Eckler. So Melvin Gordon is supposed to be active and might actually get some snaps today. But as I already mentioned, I don't believe that he's going to get a ton of volume. I don't think there's an opportunity for Melvin Gordon where he gets like 10 to 15 touches in this game. He might get snaps, but I think it's just going to be snaps. Like it's just going to be him spelling Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler is still the running back that you want to have in your lineup this week. He's going to get a ton of volume against the worst run defense in the NFL. So don't take a chance on Melvin Gordon. I know some people want to get cute and just put him in their lineup because they think they He's got an opportunity to get more work than they're saying. And, you know, may, maybe that does happen. I don't buy into that, though, and I'm not willing to take a risk on Melvin Gordon. Next week, once he's practiced for a full week and they say, yeah, we're going to deploy him, of course, put him in your lineup if you drafted him and you've held on to him for this long. Keenan Allen playing on another level right now. He's clearly in your lineup. You're not going to Benjamin. He's number one scoring fantasy wide receiver through the first three weeks of the season. And everybody else is out. Like, people want to get cute and put in Dontrell Inman today, and I think you can take a risk on Dontrell Inman. But Keenan Allen, I know he's going to probably see a lot of Xavier Howard, who is the only Dolphins player that's actually good. But I think Keenan Allen is playing on another level, and I think that he is unguardable right now. So I don't think that it matters who's covering Keenan Allen. I still think he's going to have a very, very productive day. And I don't think that you can start any Miami Dolphins. Um Casey Hayward, also questionable in this game. And Casey Hayward, if he does not play, there might be an opportunity for Preston Williams. Preston Williams is getting a ton of volume from whatever quarterback the Dolphins put out there. Uh, The problem is he's just dropping the football a ton. You know, I I would like to see Josh Rosen succeed a little bit, but that team's just god-awful. And and so I I can't advise you to start any of them. Ever in your fantasy football lineup. 
Uh, but we need a quick timeout. When we get back, my good friend, Ben Heiser from FantasySportsMarkets.com. Fantasy Football Sunday with Steven Serta. Listening on the Radio.com app. Make sure to favorite 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back into Fantasy Football Sunday. I am your host, Steven Serta. As always, I am very happy to be joined by my good friend from FantasySportsMarkets.com, Ben Heisler. How are we doing on this lovely Sunday morning, Heis? It is lovely indeed, sir. I'm doing well, man. How are you feeling? How are you living after uh, that post-wedding life? Oh, I'm dying. <laughs> I'm we got to get like, you gotta give you like the Odell Beckham Jr. treatment and just get you uh, IVs on the sidelines and get some water in your system. not hanging in there. <laughs> well, we got this for today. I think we'll maybe be able to make right, it happen. Perfect. So, Melvin Gordon back with the Chargers. Austin Eckler, thankfully, has an incredible matchup today with the Miami Dolphins. They're the worst run de- defense in the NFL. Eckler should get fed, but Justin Jackson all of a sudden is not going to participate in this game. So, Melvin Gordon might be active as like an emergency backup to Austin Eckler. Do you think there's value in taking a shot on Melvin Gordon this week? The only place that I would consider taking Melvin Gordon is if you're entering one of those like massive daily fantasy tournaments. Like if you're just trying to to win yourself a bunch of money, like on fantasy sports market, and you're like, okay, if for some reason they want to change the narrative and they're going to be up big and they just want to feed Melvin Gordon at the goal line, and all of a sudden he gets like you know five carries in the red zone, three of them are touchdowns, and all of a sudden Melvin Gordon breaks the slate and you're the only person that had ownership on him. Otherwise, no, this is an Austin Eckler day. This is a Keenan Allen day. Uh, Everything for this matchup sets up so fantastic uh, against the worst uh, DVOA defense, not just this year, but potentially of all time. Like the, The Dolphins are just giving up points in record numbers this season. And so if anything, I'd rather have the exposure to players that, I know we're going to get volume that I know we're going to get opportunity. Um, and certainly if you wanted to stack them up with Phillip rivers, I know people don't love the idea of playing Phillip rivers each week, but uh, the chargers are the most pass happy offense in the NFL right now. And, and that's still with Eckler eating as much as he has been at the running back spot. He's still catching upwards of six, seven uh, receptions a game. So I think this is a game where you just play all the chargers, uh, hope that they don't find a way to let Miami get off to an early lead. And it's a Phillip rivers comeback game. Um, I know that they're going from West Coast to East Coast, but everything about the Chargers sets up so well today. Yeah, and the Chargers are going to be down Travis Benjamin and Mike Williams, uh, as well as Hunter Henry. But Dontrell Inman might actually be in play today because they're so injured right now. Yeah, Dontrell Inman is actually a legitimate candidate in, in tournaments when you're playing fantasy this week, and it's weird. Like The last time Dontrell Inman had any sort of fantasy relevancy, um, I suppose maybe he had a couple decent games last year. I uh, had a couple, you know, five catches, 77 yards, and a touchdown. I had three touchdowns in a row, but um, this feels like a great opportunity to just hit him deep. Miami is one of the worst teams in the NFL getting beat deep, um, and Inman might be able to collect some air yards today. So Patrick Mahomes is playing in a dome. Uh, it's been, you know, one of the biggest stories of the week. He's ever played in a dome in his NFL career. Obviously, you're starting Patrick Mahomes again. It doesn't matter who it's against. But Darius Slay is a legitimate game-time decision, and I was a little cautious about starting Demarcus Robinson this week. I think if Darius Slay doesn't play, he has to be in your lineup. But if Darius Slay does play, are you putting Demarcus Robinson in your lineup because it's just the Chiefs and you can't take a risk not starting any of these guys? 
Yeah, I, I think you have to. And the thing about the Chiefs, too, is that they move their guys around. Like Sammy Watkins, a lot of people initially thought he'd be the outside receiver, but he's played about more than 50% of his snaps uh, in the slot this year. And so initially I thought, well, Slay would likely cover Watkins. Uh, but then I went back and, and looked at, at some tools showing where the cornerbacks have been lining up for the Dolph, for, excuse me, for the Lions this year. Uh, and Darius Slay has spent probably about 50% of the time on the left side. So you're right. That would likely line up more so with Demarcus Robinson as, as opposed to shadowing. Um, if he's a game-time decision and you have the Chiefs with all that speed in the Dome, I, I'm not worried about it. Uh, maybe the targets go down just a little bit for Robinson this week, but there's always an opportunity he breaks one deep. You know Mahomes is going to take a bunch of shots downfield. So you know, tournament flyers, Robinson, uh, McCole Hardman once again, uh, Daryl Williams I think is always in play, uh, especially if they feel comfortable with him. We're still trying to figure out what the Shady McCoy situation is going to be. Yeah, it, it's hard not to love the Chiefs every week, but especially this week with that kind of speed in the Dome. Uh, and Darius Slay being a game-time decision, I'm, I'm firing everybody up. And so on the other side, the Lions, Karrion Johnson's arguably been one of the biggest disappointments in fantasy football this season. I, I, him and Sony Michelle probably are my two biggest disappointments. But I, it feels like, I mean, in most redraft leagues, you probably have to start Karrion Johnson. But what are you looking at with him like moving forward down the season? Because he's still getting volume. He's just not producing. Yeah, and, and I think if there's an opportunity for him to do so, uh, the way that the Lions try and believe that they can win is not necessarily in a shootout with the Chiefs. You're just not going to win that way. Uh, but if you control time of possession, if you give on Johnson the rock, uh, you know, certainly it felt like they were going to give him more opportunity and more volume moving forward. He had his first 20 rushing attempt game of the season in that win on the road against Philadelphia. He only ran for 36 yards, uh, but did catch a touchdown in that game, only caught one pass for seven yards. I just think, you know, in two of the three weeks, and I guess you can make an argument that Josh Jacobs was somewhat effective week two against the Chiefs because he still ran for 99 yards, just didn't get himself into the end zone, and that felt like it was going to be an absolute smash spot. But, you know, week one, Chiefs struggled with running backs. Week three, Mark Ingram got into the end zone multiple times. I think the Lions understand that they have to control time of possession uh, and then take some deep shots against Kansas City to have any chance of staying in this game. So, I think Carrion could be in line for a big game, especially with how much the Chiefs have struggled against containing the run this year. But you're right. If this game gets out of hand early, Serta, are they going to abandon Carrion? Is it just going to be Stafford chucking the ball down the field? And maybe you look at the Chiefs' defense, thinking that if they get off to a big lead, they can force some turnovers on that Stafford. I think they will use Carrion Johnson effectively. I think he's a perfectly startable option, certainly in redraft leagues. But I also think you can start him in DFS as well. And I would think that this is a game where Matthew Stafford should throw the ball 45 times, but Daryl Bevel's their offensive coordinator, so right. it feels like Carrion's still going to get 25 carries even if they're down by three touchdowns. Right, exactly. It feels like it's a high-floor game for Carrion regardless of the situation, but, I mean, it's the Chiefs can put up points in a hurry. So all of a sudden, if you're looking uh, you know, square in the face at 21 nothing after one, you know, how much do the Lions then go away from that game plan? You would think that there's still plenty of time for them to try and put up some points, but, uh, man, when all of a sudden a, a coordinator and a head coach is looking at that scoreboard and you're down 21 after the first against this offense, uh, all of a sudden that game plan could go, could go right out the window. Tell people how to win some money today, Heiss. They can go to fantasysportsmarkets.com and enter in any of our different NFL contests for Week 4. There's over 220000 bucks up for grabs. If you have not played um, 
at uh, fantasy sports markets before. It is non-salary cap DFS. You just draft the guys that you want. And you can start your account with $5 free by using the promo code Sunday. When you go ahead, there's no deposit required. Sunday, you get five free bucks. Go ahead and enter, and maybe you could walk away with an extra 220000 bucks today. Follow him on Twitter, at Benny Heist. We'll catch up with you next week, Ben. All right, my friend. Enjoy it. Over the top. I'm going to speak this into existence. He's going to burn the Brown secondary today. My guy, Hollywood Brown. I know that he had a disappointing game last week, and it's inevitable when you are a deep threat of his caliber that sometimes you're just not going to burn the defense like that. That's occasionally going to happen. I think he's going to have an opportunity to do that today, and I think that Lamar Jackson gets back to throwing bombs today because the Browns' secondary is so banged up. Like, they're they're literally missing three starters in that secondary. They were missing four starters in the secondary last week. I think Hollywood Brown has to be in everybody's lineups today. I think he's going to have an absolute monster. Let's get back to the matchups. The Washington R's at the New York Giants. Sounds like Case Keenum's going to be available in this one. He was questionable all week. Uh, It's a little disappointing. I was kind of hoping Dwayne Haskins was going to get the start. I was more interested in seeing Daniel Jones and Dwayne Haskins personally. Uh, the Giants are, all, but the Giants are also giving up 350 yards and three touchdowns per game. So Case Keenum is actually a viable option, uh, assuming he's good to go. They're saying that he is likely to play. Like they're giving up three, the Giants are giving up 350 yards and three touchdowns per game, per game to opposing quarterbacks, and Case Keenum has actually been pretty good. Like, he's been putting up numbers. And so I think that Case Keenum's a guy that you can put in your lineup. Uh, I think Scary Terry's got to be in your lineup, assuming that he's that he goes. But now he's questionable. They're saying it sounds like he's going to play. So he is a viable option. Paul Richardson also had a good game last week. He's a viable option because the Giants are just so bad. Their secondary is terrible. And I think that you just have to play the matchup with this team. So he's got an opportunity. Adrian Peterson's got an opportunity to produce today. Chris Thompson's got an opportunity to produce today. And there's a lot of guys for, you know, a team that's dealing with a lot of running back injuries. Like if you had Saquon and you didn't get Wayne Gallman, if Chris Thompson's available on your waiver wire, I would go pick him up right now and I would play him today against the New York Giants. If you added Daniel Jones this week, uh, and I, I kind of think you should play him. He's a, he's a matchup dependent player, but... This is a great matchup for him. Uh, He's obviously an upgrade. He's not going to have Saquon, but Sterling Shepard was productive last week with him as the quarterback. Washington has allowed eight, eight wide receiver touchdowns this season. Through three games, they've given up eight wide receiver touchdowns, so I think Sterling Shepard has to be in your lineup today. Uh, Evan Ingram is in your lineup no matter what. He's been absolutely fantastic, and Daniel Jones is just making him even better, so hopefully he continues to produce for us. Um, I don't like Wayne Gallman personally. He's going to get volume. So there is an opportunity there. And if you had Saquon Barkley, you probably don't have many better players to put in over Wayne Gallman this week. So I think that you have to start Wayne Gallman. He's going to get the opportunity, but I don't think he's a particularly talented player. So if I have a better option than Wayne Gallman, like somebody tweeted at me a little bit ago, 
if you have LaShawn McCoy, but you're worried that Daryl Williams is going to get more snaps than him because Daryl Williams got more snaps last week, I don't think you should worry about that. I think you need to put LaShawn McCoy in your lineup over Wayne Gallman because I just don't believe that Wayne Gallman's actually going to be that productive. So, he had a quick timeout. When we get back, we're going to get a little sports horny with our top-off player of the week. Thank you, Ned. Swinging a ground ball to third is fair. Fair ball up the left field line. Here's Cologne. And the Royals win it. Thank you, Ned. One hopper to third. And over to first in time. Runner going to try to score. Wild throw. Thank you, Ned. Strike three called. It's over. They've done it. The Royals are World Series champions. The world champion Kansas City Royals. Arrowhead Pride Fantasy Locks of the Week. What's up, guys? Ken Swanson here with Arrowhead Pride giving you my daily fantasy lineup this week. Going to go with Deshaun Watson at quarterback and pairing him up with Nuke Hopkins at one of my receiver spots. My other two receiver spots have a little bit of Chiefs-Lions influence, Sammy Watkins and Kenny Galladay. Uh, my running backs, I'm going with Austin Eckler and Chris Thompson. I expect Eckler will probably get a lot of run. Sounds like Justin Jackson will not be playing. And uh, Melvin Gordon probably going to be in a limited role as he gets back and gets his feet wet. My flex, I'm going with Paul Richardson from the Redskins. At tight end, I'm going with Travis Kelsey. And on defense, I'm going with the Seattle Seahawks. Be sure to stick around and listen to me and Pete Sweeney on the Arrowhead Pride tailgate, getting you ready for Chiefs-Lions. We'll talk to you in a little bit. Nobody has your football needs covered quite like we do here at 610 Sports Radio. Every Monday night at 6, the Therese Paler Show is back. It is literally for the football nerd out there if you're like myself Trez Paler Brandon Kylie it is one of the best sports hours in all of radio in Kansas City if you ask me every Monday night at 6 p.m and every Thursday at 6 players only is back with Dana Hughes and Joe Mays obviously a must listen as well those guys do a fantastic job each and every week so make sure you're locked into them every Thursday night at 6 on 610 Sports Radio Top-off player of the week. It seems ridiculous, but obviously Ezekiel Elliott's a very good player, and he's having a nice season. He's doing it on light work. The Saints, one of the best run units in the NFL last year. They only gave up three and a half yards per carry. They're giving up over five yards per carry this season, and so far, they have been one of the worst run defenses in the NFL. Even with Teddy Bridgewater, I expect this game to be a little bit closer than people assume it's going to be. I expect Dallas to win the game because I think they're the better team right now. But the Saints are still a very talented team, even without Drew Brees. I think Zeke has to eat today for Dallas to comfortably win this game. He is my top off player of the week. Really, he's just my sports horny player of the week. Soft hands catch. First down, Kansas City, under eight minutes to go, first half. Mahomes, deep drop, off his back foot, uncorks, hauled in, touchdown to Marcus Robinson. Fantastic grab. 
Demarcus Robinson, I don't know why you got to be so nasty, bro. Especially when I bench you in my fantasy lineup. And, and I go against my own advice to always start Chiefs. I did not make that opportunity this week. Demarcus Robinson is absolutely in my lineup. But as I mentioned to uh, Ben Heisler, I, I'm a little weary that he's going to see a lot of Darius Slay today. But Darius Slay, a true game-time decision. Obviously, it is beneficial to everyone on the Chiefs offense if Darius Slay winds up being out of this game. I think Demarcus Robinson has to be in your lineup anyways. It, it's, again, I think, you know, Sammy back-to-back disappointing games. I don't think that you can risk benching Sammy. I don't think you can risk benching Demarcus Robinson or McCole Hardman. I think that you just have to play all of your Chiefs each and every week because as we as we saw last week, like the Ravens' defense is pretty good. They couldn't stop the Chiefs, and I don't think anybody can stop the Chiefs. So the Chiefs are that anomaly matchup where – Patrick Mahomes is so incredible that everybody else has to be, because I don't think there's any team in the NFL that can genuinely slow them down outside of maybe the Patriots. I know the, and, and I, I mean the Bears. Thankfully, we'll get to see both of those matchups later on this year. But as of right now, you don't bench Chiefs ever. You just got to play them. Let's get back to some matchups. Arrowhead Pride Tailgate with uh, Pete Sweeney and Kenton Swanson coming up in about 10 minutes. The Browns at the Ravens, Nick Chubb, going to get volume. Um, He's Chubb, Chubb, another one of those players that's been a little disappointing. But when it comes to Nick Chubb, I I think that you still have to start him every week because I think that he's still in a very talented offense. Uh, I I just, I hope the Browns figure it out. I hope Baker turns this thing around because Baker... I love the Browns. I love Baker, but Baker has been very disappointing, and he looks to have taken a step back in his sophomore season. And that's that's disappointing because he looks so promising as a rookie, but it is affecting everybody in that offense right now, even Odell. Like, I considered moving Odell in one of my fantasy football leagues, and I put him out there and got feelers back for him. And I wasn't getting any value in the trade. So, like, that offense has been so disappointing so far. I can't even move Odell Beckham because (laughs) Baker Mayfield has been so disappointing and that offense has started so slow to the season. But I think Nick Chubb still has to be in your lineup, even against the Ravens' run run defense that, you know, the Chiefs gashed them for 190 total running back yards last week. But, again, the Chiefs are the anomaly. Like, prior to that, the Ravens were the best run defense in the NFL going back two seasons. Like, they, they they didn't give up touchdowns. They didn't give up rushing yards. They didn't give up pass-catching yards. They didn't give up receptions. Like, they are a good defense, and the Chiefs are just that anomaly. So you can't take what the Chiefs do against them and think, oh, the Ravens' defense is starting to fall apart. I think their defense is still very good. So Nick Chubb, I think, in most redraft leagues, has to be in your lineup, but he's going to be in a very tough matchup. Don't expect him to do what Daryl Williams and what LaShawn McCoy did last week. Um, I really don't love any of the Browns, though. Like, they've been a big disappointment. I'm benching Baker Mayfield in two leagues. I don't trust Jarvis Landry. He has two career touchdowns with Baker Mayfield as his quarterback. That's a guy they paid a lot of money to to be a top-end wide receiver, and he has not produced. It looks like one of the worst contracts in the NFL right now. Um, I, I think you still have to start Odell. He's getting a ton of targets. Uh, he just has, and I think that he has to turn them into points eventually. You know, he did he did it a couple of weeks ago. He he took that slant to the house. 
That's Odell. Odell's got a chance to do that each and every week. I think you still have to put him in your lineup despite his struggles. And don't play Demetrius Harris. Like, don't talk yourself into that. You don't need Demetrius Harris in your fantasy lineup. Uh, but on the Ravens side, as I've already mentioned multiple times, I love this game for them. Mark Ingram's on his way to being a top five fantasy running back this year. He, he's been that good. Uh, they gashed the Browns defense last year on the ground, and Cleveland's run defense hasn't been very good dating back the past couple of years, and it's still not very good this season. Uh, the Browns secondary, still very banged up. They don't expect Greedy Williams. They don't expect Denzel Ward. I think that you have to get Hollywood Brown into your lineup right away. Uh, Browns are still pretty bad against tight ends, so Mark, Mark Andrews, who is questionable all week, is expected to play. He's supposed to be heavily involved in the offense. I think that you have to get him back into your lineup as well. Uh, I think he gets he gets closer to uh, what he was the first two weeks of the season compared to what he was against the Chiefs last week. The Panthers at the Houston Texans. Kyle Allen has six touchdowns and no interceptions in two career starts. Uh, he's got a very favorable matchup against the Texans today. Uh, the Texans, another secondary that is a little bit banged up, but also just not very good. The Texans are allowing 300 yards per game to opposing passers, so I like Kyle Allen a lot today. He's a guy that... I think you could take a, a big chance on in DFS lineups because he's going to have an opportunity today against a pretty bad passing team. I really like DJ Moore. I got DJ Moore in multiple lineups today. Curtis Samuel, I also like. Had a very productive game last week. I think they're both going to get more volume. They're both going to get more opportunity today. So I like both of them. DJ Moore only had two targets last week, but he had eight in that week 17 start from Kyle Allen last year. I think he'll get that opportunity. Greg Olson's been awesome. Last week, he had 75 yards and two touchdowns. A week before, he had 110 yards. Greg Olson is a weekly starter in a tight end position that has not been close to as deep as we thought it was going to be headed into the year. Greg Olson absolutely has to be in your lineup each and every week. Of course, Christian McCaffrey is in your lineup. You don't mess around. He's best running back in football right now. The Panthers' pass defense has actually been pretty good, uh, but... Panthers haven't given up more than 208 yards to an opposing passer in a game yet, but Deshaun Watson already has eight total touchdowns, and Deshaun's just a badass. Like, the, the Panthers haven't played anybody the caliber of Deshaun Watson yet this year, so you obviously play him. You obviously play DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, they're likely missing cornerback Dante Jackson, so I actually like Will Fuller this week despite his struggles. I've got him in a couple of lineups. I think Will Fuller's going to have a chance to catch a deep one today. Uh, I'm still not starting Kenny Stills or Kiki Cutie. Neither one of them is getting enough snaps for me to want them in my lineup. I, and honestly, if you've got Kiki on a roster still, you can just drop him. Like, straight up, you can just drop him. He doesn't need to be on your roster until he starts doing something. Um, and Carlos Hyde, after having two very productive weeks, over the last couple, or really it was just week one, right? Uh, he's only averaged 3.3 yards per carry over the last two after that hot start. So I think we can stop talking about Carlos Hyde like he should be a viable option week in and week out. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers of the Los Angeles Rams. Ronald Jones doesn't need to be in your lineup every week, but Ronald Jones needs to be rostered in all fantasy formats right now. He is. Uh, it, it appears that he is starting to take that job from Peyton Barber, as he should. Uh, Peyton Barber's just not very good, and Ronald Jones was drafted with a high draft pick last season, and he's finally starting to be productive. Uh, the Rams' pass defense is great, but their run defense is suspect going back to last season. So I think that Ronald Jones has an opportunity to produce today. Chris Godwin's questionable, but he's expected to play. Again, the Rams' secondary, very good. Um, 
when Aqib Talib is in the game, especially, he's healthy this year. He looks great. Uh, but number two wide receivers have been brutal against the Rams, so I don't really love Chris Godwin today. I do still like Mike Evans. I, he's not going to do what he did last week, but I think that he's still going to produce today. He's still going to get an opportunity. They're force-feeding him the ball right now. I think Mike Evans absolutely has to be in your lineup. O.J. Howard is on benches until they figure this thing out. O.J. Howard's been absolutely brutal. Rams have, have only given up 77 total yards to tight ends all season long, so he shouldn't be in your lineup against them anyways. Todd Gurley been pretty brutal the last two weeks he hasn't topped 20 touches and he has just eight receiving yards on six targets the entire season this is a guy who was a fantasy god a couple of years ago and now he is just not getting that many snaps and and, you know they say he's healthy but this is just this was the risk you took when he drafted Todd Gurley I he still has to be in your lineup each and every week because he's Todd Gurley but this is going this is a theme now this is just the way they're going to use him and it sucks for a guy that was, you know, a, a season ago was the number one drafted running back in all of fantasy football. Uh, Malcolm Brown hasn't been as productive as I thought he was going to be, so I think Malcolm Brown's got to be on your bench. Cooper Cup's the Rams' best wide receiver right now. He is a wide receiver one and should be in your lineup each and every week. Uh, I like Brandon Cooks, and I like Robert Woods this week. Uh, Tampa Bay's defense has been a little bit better than people realize, but I still don't have a lot of faith in their secondary so I like Brandon Cooks. I like Robert Woods to get back on track today. The Seattle Seahawks at the Arizona Cardinals. Will Disley's in a lot of my lineups this week. The Cardinals are the worst defense in the NFL against tight ends. And it's not close. Like, like they're, they've given up just like double the amount of yards of like every other team against opposing tight ends. Will Disley needs to be in your lineup today. Um, they're a bad defense in general, but especially bad against the pass. Uh, so I, I still... This matchup gives me a little bit of pause because it's a very popular pick today, but there's still, I always get weary of these divisional matchups because they never play out on paper like they're supposed to. Um, But I think you still have to get your Seahawks in in your lineup. That being said, uh, Tyler Lockett, top 10 start this week. He's just getting a ton of volume. DK Metcalf uh, is has at least like 60 yards in every game. So I think DK Metcalf is a weekly starter who's got a pretty safe floor it appears now um I don't like Chris Carson until he gets this thing figured out but the Arizona Cardinals are one of the worst run defenses in the NFL so I think Chris Carson's a guy that still has to be in your lineup even though he's been absolutely brutal um I don't trust Arizona like I don't I I I don't want to keep doing this with them where we act like this offense is some high-powered offense because it's literally it's offensive to what the Chiefs do what the Arizona Cardinals are doing right now Kyler Murray can throw the ball 40 times a game, but if he's only throwing it two yards up the field, it's not really a pass. It's a handoff, and Cliff sucks, all right? I'm tired of acting like Cliff is some offensive god or something. I'm just over it. I know Larry Fitzgerald's been really productive, so you can probably put him in your fantasy lineup. Christian Kirk can probably be in your fantasy lineup, but let's stop acting like these four wide receiver sets are super innovative. All they're doing is handing the ball off and throwing it sideline to sideline. Arrowhead Pride Tailgate, coming up next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.